Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. To new subscribers, I would like to point you to the various playlists that are on the Master's Voice Prophecy blog on YouTube, and I think there's also playlists available on BitChute. You can't get playlists on Brighton or Rumble, but I have playlists, um, and a playlist is a good way to get started because a playlist is themed. There's a whole list of similar prophecies that you can look at, and in light of the prophetic word that I am bringing at this time that is very focused on political issues and political things that the Lord says that America has to get ready for. The Lord says that America has to get ready to see these things. These things are inevitable things. A good playlist to look at would be the Kamala Harris playlist. So there's about, it just, it used to be just four, it used to be just four or five prophecies about this woman, but the Lord says that um, to tell America that this is this woman's time, this is this woman's time. And so the prophecies keep coming about her. And these prophecies are at least two to three weeks back. So I'm only getting stuck into them now as time allows. So look at the Kamala Harris playlist. Um, it will help you to catch up quickly. And please understand that these prophetic words are not coming from TV or popular references or pop culture or anything like that. This is God speaking to a person now in the modern times to speak to the biggest and most influential world player that there has possibly ever been, that your time of being the biggest and most influential is at an end. God is getting ready to finish all the kingdoms of the world and America for the, for the weight of sin and immorality that you have piled up you are unfortunately going to be that example that will be publicly taken care of in front of the whole world as an example. So here is the prophecy. It is called two more good years. And this came, this is just literally typed from a prayer session that I was having on October the 5th, 2022. So, um, it's called two more, two more good years. And what happened is that every day, every day I set aside time to pray. Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's two and a half hours. It depends as the Lord leaves. Sometimes it's only 45 minutes. And I've been doing this for three years, but in September, the Lord began to interject into that call and live prophecy began to come. So we would be praying about something else. And all of a sudden I would begin to see images, visions, um, live things happening in front of my eyes, just live downloads into my spirit that I just begin to speak out. And, uh, after a few times of this happening, I got the idea, Hey, let me record this. And so I started recording it. But beyond that, we just normally call and pray on the line. Um, because this ministry needs to be very strongly covered in prayer. I'm not here talking about Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse and the Smurfs. I'm here covering very serious things. And if you've been here for even five minutes, you know that whatever the Lord gives me, I speak it. I say names. I'm not here to mystify people and tell them, oh, a very big pastor, because people are trying to avoid this and that. If the Lord really sent you, you will stand up and you will deliver the word as he gave it to you. And that is what will separate you from the people who are only just posturing for clout. 
This is a tough prophecy and it has many moving parts. And if you're an old subscriber, you will not hear much in here that's new. But if you are new, almost everything will be um, shattering for you. And it is time for us to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. It is time for us to get over this weakness and this wavering that comes every time we hear the prophetic word because... Um, we think, or someone has told us that prophecy is supposed to only edify us and make us feel good. The amount of deception that is out there, even if I sat here for a hundred years, I would not be able to shovel it all out of the pit of confusion that the church has become, that we believe that in the end times, the prophecy that has come to rebuke and judge sin, to cut the fat off the church so that she can have a chance of survival. Imagine people trying to vet that prophecy by talking about, is she speaking with love? May God help his people. Here is the word. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. In a short time, everything will change. The good years are almost done. Two more good years and everything will change. War is coming. War to America, a violent civil war that is already rising. Soon it will break out in the open, a very violent war. Brother will rise against brother and blood will flow in this country. The reasons for war are everywhere already, but in two more years, it will be seen by everyone. Two more good years and then war. America will stand at the precipice of another civil war. Thus says the Lord. A while back, I was bringing a prophecy called Ezekiel 13. It was concerning uh, ex-president Donald Trump. And the Lord was saying um, that President Trump would come down off the post of leadership. He was showing him standing on a podium and the podium was cracked and crumbling. And the man seemed defeated and tired. And I said that, you know, at that time, I think he was 73 or 74. I said this, I said to me, he looked every one of his 70 plus years. And in that prophecy, the Lord made a statement and he said that soon America will begin to experience rapid fire changes, rapid fire changes where it would seem as if the ground was moving up under our feet and that we couldn't trust anything, that there would be so many changes coming to the nation back to back to back that we would be stressed. And he said that in the first month, he said that in the first month, America was going to experience changes. And this was at the end of the year, um, 2020. And then we, we came into January, 2021. And in six days, we had that absolutely shocking unrest at the capital of the nation. And I remember people calling me and saying, you said it, you said it. And I'm thinking that I would wish people would have an understanding that the fulfillment of these things is not going to be easy for this country. There's, there's no such thing as you said it. Um, First of all, I'm not in a competition with anyone. I absolutely know what God has given me. And a lot of what the Lord has given me, nobody will confirm it because it's not easy to say. So I'm not waiting uh, to have six other people pop up with the same thing and then say, yes, you see, so it was confirmed everywhere else. So uh, God has been saying since 2020, I think in the middle of the year, two prophecies came, one in July, one in 
August. One is called War is Coming, and the other one is called Prepare for War. And God was saying that America will surely have a violent civil war, a civil war that blood is going to run in the streets the way we always see it on TV when other people are bleeding from their civil wars, um, their civil conflicts. Um, and it would be a war where people in America would separate based on ideology. So this is why um, it's definitely going to be rooted in politics. It's also going to be rooted in the way the government interacts with the citizens. And so he said that it would be rooted in ideology. That would be the starting point. People would not be able to have civil conversations with one another. People would not be able to find common ground. People would not be able, American will be unable to relate with American until basically people in their hearts will write off huge chunks of people. So racially, huge chunks of one race will just write off the other race and just be like, well, they're all this and they're all that. And um, gender and different types of, um, you see the different wars that we're having uh, in sexuality and things like that. People would find it's not real, but it would seem to people as if there's absolutely no point of commonality. And therefore, when you come to that point, where you feel you have no common ground with someone else, then whether that person lives or dies becomes very teeny tiny important to you. And so that's why this war will be so violent because people will literally feel that they are fighting against and eliminating trash. The next part of this prophecy is the coming of Kamala Harris. This is nothing new. I have been speaking this since November, 2020, when God first showed it to me. So as I was on this prayer call and I was saying out of my mouth, two more good years and war, everything is changing, a bloody war, a bloody war. This is how it was coming out. What I was seeing as I was saying that is I saw that outdoor place where the U.S. presidents take their oath of office. So, you know, they're always outside at that raised outside place. I don't know where, where exactly, but they're always out there. And I saw that outdoor podium and it was a sunny, windy day. And Kamala Harris was giving a speech at the podium. She was wearing a suit and gloves. And she was saying something along the lines of this. This is what, um, this is what I can remember. And this is what I wrote down. Today is a great day. Today is a great day. Today is an unheard of historic day, not just for me, but for all women and for America. For the first time in our nation's history, we have a female in the White House and she's not performing another duty. She is not the Secretary of State. She is not a member of staff. She is not a part of the cabinet. She is in the top seat, the top position. She is in the Oval Office, the driver's seat. She is the president of the United States. And uh, then the image changed and I saw her raising one hand and she was taking her oath of office and Obama was standing right within that picture frame. So he was standing right there near the podium while she was taking her oath of office. And the feeling that I had as I was looking at this picture, first of all, I was telling the people on the call, you won't believe what I'm seeing. You just will not believe what I am seeing this woman is right in front of my eyes right now, saying that she is the president, saying that it's a great day for America and saying that um, 
she's she's going to take her oath. So I was telling them the vision and there were feelings coming into my heart. And the feeling that was coming into my heart is that whether or not she was standing there taking the oath of office and, you know, um, making all these words as she was confirmed, it was that there will be some kind of interruption and that this woman will also not be able to complete the full four-year term that she is supposed to. I felt that there was something else behind her confirmation. And so, um, God even mentioned at that point that America will come under the control of a series of governors, but he didn't elaborate on that. And so it was not given to me to explain to others on that phone call what exactly it meant. I just told them what I saw, um, her reading that it was the first time in America's history that a woman was president. I also told them that I saw Obama standing there as she was being confirmed. And I also told them the feeling that I was having that there would be yet another interruption and that she would not finish her term. And the Lord was saying this, say that the beast and the beast system is very disloyal and that America is at risk if she is busy trusting her leaders because her leaders don't actually work for her. The feeling that I was coming up with and I was speaking it out is that these people belong to a very high level and secretive club. But the mistake that they make is that they think that by working hard in that club and by carrying out their roles and what they're supposed to do. They actually think that they have been clued into the full plan. So they're told, this is your assignment. This is your assignment. And then they feel that by carrying out those assignments, they're being extremely faithful to the overall plan. And basically they believe they have all the pieces when they don't. And God said that that is their mistake because they do not know that the beast is a single player only and I just put up the prophecy for that. It's called Ready Player One, and it goes greatly into depth about this comment that God said that the beast is a single player only, said Satan is the power that empowers the beast and the beast system. And Satan doesn't leave loose ends because Satan isn't loyal to anyone. And he said the great mistake that America makes is thinking that her leaders work for her. So America is fully vested in the process of her sovereignty and the process of her being an independent republic. And she's, she's fully vested many people, even as you're listening and you're saying, no, Celestia, we're woke and we know what's going on. It's a tiny minority. The majority of people in this country have drunk the Kool-Aid added more sugar, stirred in more ice, and they're ready to have a second and a third glass. They put great stock in store in the electoral process and in everything else that makes America run. And yet God says that underneath all that, these people are paying lip service at best. They're not interested in what the public has to say. They're not interested in what the public thinks. Most of it is a sham and the leaders are not working for this country. God says that these people, they come from all walks of life. And he said they have all nationalities because this one world government is a global thing. I explained that it is like a belt that goes around this entire group that we call the global population. It encircles 
everything that pertains to human beings. And he said that they are completely oblivious of their international nationalities. They literally do not care about their international nationalities. Just a moment, please. So they do not care about their international nationalities. He said they have no loyalty to their birth countries. They have transcended the idea that, oh, if I'm from this country, I have to be patriotic. They have transcended that, God said, and they are working in a spiritual cohesion where they have pledged oaths to Satan and they are working to bring about Satan's kingdom. Now, if people are working to bring about Satan's kingdom, that means those people have long passed the petty boredom of U.S. politics and they are functioning in the book of Daniel working to finish the kingdoms and bring about that final kingdom of iron and clay. And yet the people who are looking up to them are thinking, well, you know, you're a councilman and you're an elderman and you're a senator and you're this and that, and we put you in office and, and you answer to us and it's for the people, by the people. And these could, you couldn't be more wrong about that. This is a single player only game, and there's going to be a process of elimination. All the people who can talk about this process here that God is revealing are going to be wiped out. Loose ends in the government are going to be taken care of. There will be no witnesses. There will be nobody who said, oh, I saw the paper. There will be nobody who said, oh, I was there in that meeting and I'm now going to do a Facebook live or a so-and-so live and, and they didn't elect me or they didn't give me what they promised. And so I'm going to speak. Everybody who plays a part will be eliminated because the beast tolerates no rivals at all. The next thing that the Lord said on the call which is just inserted here as a, almost a form of encouragement to those who are listening is this part is called use the time you have. And, um, at that point, God began to speak forth a lot of things that are quite personal to me that ideally I would not have had on an open call with others. But, um, God said that he was doing it so that there would be a witness to the words that he was saying. And he was telling me it's important at this time in life not to waste time. It's important at this time to know how to move and navigate the future with wisdom because the times are swiftly changing. And God was giving me freedom in front of these people who have watched me work on this blog tirelessly since 2019, taking more and more and more time to build it up because I believe that God deserves the best. God should never get the chewed up ratty ends of your time, your energy, your gifts, your talent, your finances. You should never be sowing into anything so much, building up anything so much, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your job, whether it's your baby that you finally had after 13 years of IVF, you should never be celebrating or putting anything so high up that it eclipses the quality of work and the quality of what you are sowing into your service to God. I absolutely do not believe that. But God was saying that I need freedom because there are new projects and other aspects of life that need to come to the forefront. And he was telling us that anyone among you who doesn't begin to pray fervently so that you can get a step-by-step -step blueprint for the next phase of your life, you're basically going to be left behind. I'm not talking about left behind popular belief system. I'm talking about basically eclipsed 
overwhelmed, bypassed, knocked off the knocked off the chessboard by the events of life that are coming because he said events are going to move so quickly, so swiftly and with so much power that even people who think themselves well positioned right now, even people who think themselves comfortable right now will be shocked at the roller coaster that is coming that will soon put them off balance and toss them into a world that they won't even recognize anymore. And we come back to war. This part is called War is Coming to America. Lord was saying, and these are the exact words transcribed. This is real war coming to the world. Physical war, actual blood flowing in the streets. And this is not the first time that I have received this. God was saying, and it's on the prayer calls that have been uploaded so far. You can go back. I recommend that you take a notebook and you listen to that. And as you're listening, every time the word shifts into a new dimension, basically every time a new topic comes up, pause and write down what you've heard so far. And you will see that in those prayer calls, the Holy Spirit can move within 15 to 25 different topics, just seamlessly talk about one thing and then move and talk about another thing. And what I saw is that um, in one of those calls, the Lord said that the red horse is riding and I actually saw the red horse. It was dressed in a military uniform. So I saw it in two iterations. I saw it and it was dressed in a military uniform and it was galloping, the horse was galloping, but it had a, a military general's clothes on and then I saw the horse again galloping, but this time it was dressed like these rebel leaders. You know how they tie their head and uh, they just have stuff and they have the bullets on and they have the gun at the back and they look a little bit like Che Guevara. I saw the horse dressed formally for war and informally for war. And then I saw people desperately running and I saw people engaged in desperate battles, so desperate to kill one another. And I saw blood flowing and I said, it's all always so much blood in these visions. And so this was not conflicts. This was not skirmishes. This is actual open outbreak of war. And in one of the prayer calls, God said that, um, in fulfillment of revelation chapter six, when the red horse comes and begins to take peace from the earth, it will be war that ranges all the way from war on the home front, all the way to war in regions. War is going to break out like a rash. I said that I was seeing war breaking out like a rash, not in one spot or two spots or three spots, like 50 different spots at the same time. And God was saying that it's either that war will be in a country or by the mercy of God, war will not be in the country, but that country will be dealing with the realities of people fleeing into the countries, people just jumping over the borders at night, just, just coming into the country. So he said, even if you are not at war, you are going to be dealing with the casualty of war because war will be right next door to you. And then he was saying it's even war on a micro scale. And I was talking about very clearly, and this is before this became a real example recently in the news that God says that a man and his wife will begin to argue and bicker over something as simple as how to discipline their child. And it was going to end in loss of life. And that recently happened just a day or two ago. So this is real conflict, outbreak of war, people cutting one another, people very savage, killing one another. 
I saw turmoil and people running and blood, always so much blood that was flowing over a cobblestone pattern sidewalk. And that is something you only find um, here, that particular, um, in the Western world, that particular type of cobblestone, nice pattern of the sidewalk. And then I just began to repeat the war in Basra, the war in Basra, the war in Basra is very desperate. The war in Basra is coming to the United States. And so at the time I paused and I said, somebody on the line, look up, um, Basra. And the person said, well, how do you spell it? And I said, uh, I think it's B O S R A H. And so she looked it up and she said, well, it's an ancient town that's next to Israel. And I said, no, that's not right. Anyway, let's just go, let's keep going. And then later looked it up and found that this Basra is the famous Basra from the weapons of mass destruction invasion of Iraq in 2003, 2003, when America and a ton of allies, chief of them, I think it was the United Kingdom, but a whole coalition of nations uh, convinced each other and convinced the world that Iraq was such a terrible threat and that they, they had imminent weapons that with just a few clicks could wipe out everyone and Saddam was too unstable to have all that at his disposal and they needed to go in and we should trust America because America had all the evidence that she knew, she had seen it, it was true. And whoever wasn't with her was against her. Anyway, that war, the Lord said, is the idea identical war that is coming to America. America will be exactly like how it was in Iraq. The way America fought and bombed Iraq is how it will be here. The same fighting, the same relentless shelling, it will be here. And the Lord was telling us, trust that the Arab TV stations will cover all of it. Please hear me when I am saying these things. This is not my purview for me to go this far back in history nor is it my purview to know what each and any man would do in these situations. But God was saying, celestial, these Arabs will cover this wall, this war in excruciating detail. He said that stations like Al Jazeera will carry point by point footage of the fighting with a deeply professional sense of satisfaction. So this is going to be a war for TV. And the Lord said that many countries will be watching. He said that Al Jazeera and these Arab, foot, um, Arab TV stations will even use drone footage so that they can get the maximum prime coverage of the bombs and explosions. And this was shocking to me that America would have a civil war to the point where it's not shooting. He said that there will be explosive warfare used here, bombs, will be used here in a civil war, not just, I don't know, assault weapons, shooting weapons, but no, bombs, explosions. He said the way CNN relentlessly covered the Iraqi war is how foreign news stations will cover this one. America will use bombs in its civil war as brutally as if it was fighting a foreign enemy instead of fighting itself and everyone will be watching. The next part of this prophecy is called mass exodus from America. This was already extensively covered in at least two live prophecy prayer calls. The names escape me. I'll put them in the links below. People will flee the USA and even citizens of America will leave, especially his righteous seed. God said he's going to lead them. 
The Lord said that even the people who are so confused right now, people who are so conflicted and scared right now, they're terrified, for instance, when they're listening to these prophecies and it's getting harder and harder and harder for them to hear God for themselves on what type of preparations to make, what type of decisions to take, should they stay, should they go, should they prepare now, what should they do? God said that he's going to speak to people clearly and tell them what to do to be safe. And he said that Americans will run outside of this country right along with the foreigners. And from the new places that they will go to, they will sit like everybody else and watch their country fighting herself. Said Americans will flee just like all the other immigrants do. And then they all will watch this nation destroying herself from afar. And this will be the pain of the survivors having to watch and explain to others in their new homes when they are asked, why is this happening? Why is your country doing this? Now, this goes back all the way to the very first set of videos that I was making when I was making, um, I think they're called Judgment Prophecies of America, the Sin Series, Why God Will Judge America. God says that the punishment of America will be to scatter into the different nations of the world and then sit there and feel the pain of watching the country being destroyed and then just like Israel, when Israel was sitting in exile and people would ask them, you know, um, why has God done this to you? Then the, the job of the survivor is to say, because we were a sinful country, because we do this and because we do this and because we allowed this and because we legalized this and because we embraced this and because we started letting the dudes put on a leotard and jump into the pool and swim and say that the dude was a woman, this is why we have no country. God says that because the country is an idol and because the people allowed the idol to do whatever it wanted, he will knock down the idol. The Lord has said that America's flag is the idol. The military is the idol. Anything that she excels at becomes an idol and nothing is bigger as an idol than the country itself. And that's why there will be no more country. And so the Lord is telling me now to speak about this wall that was built um, between Mexico and the United States. And there's a prophecy. It's called Isaiah 13. Lord, help me. I will leave it in the description box. But anyway, one of, one of the key details in that prophecy was, it's called Isaiah 13, Russia and something else. One of the key details in that prophecy was that I saw Americans trying to flee over that very tall the very tall section of the wall and they had, they had managed to do a good job, but you know, the, the mother had gotten over and the bigger kids, but the thing is now they were stuck because they had a smaller child and you know, you can't send that child up. So they were trying to work a sling and pulley thing. And, um, I saw in that prophecy that people ran away by night, the same way you've got the Texas Rangers and everybody else patrolling the border and catching Mexicans now. And, people from Puerto Rico and everywhere else catching them and Honduras. Well, Americans were trying to go back the other way. They were trying to go back over the wall. And the way it worked is there were different ways. Sometimes there were people that were just there and took you and they, you know, you managed to flee into the nearby towns and cities. And I saw that people were having severe emotional breakdowns. I saw adults crying as if they would die, males and females. American adults crying as if they would die. And I saw their kids standing there and the children were not crying because the children were shell shocked. They never knew that their parents could show this much emotion. And so they were just frozen. And I saw that the older Mexicans were just like, well, it is what it is. 
and they would take the children off and try to bathe the children and figure out where everybody was going to sleep in these houses and get food. And it was the younger Mexicans that were sitting there and trying to, you know, comfort and give advice and try to calm people down. And, um, uh, that, that is one aspect. Another aspect is that many, many, many years ago, the Lord was telling me that Americans would flee to the four corners of the earth. And he said that they will meet a mixed reception because of how they have conducted themselves in the years when they were strong and influential. He said that sometimes you'll take your passport and you'll flee to a country and you will be welcomed. They would welcome you in. They would give asylum. They would try to help you get set up and everything like that. But in some cases, people fled and they were told, Oh, now you want to come here. But what happened um, in the years when our citizens wanted to come there? And basically, I saw these customs officials, they would stamp in the book rejected the same way that America stamps rejected in the books of many people at foreign consulates. If you did not know this, it is time, the Lord has been saying, to talk to your foreign friends. It is time to talk to your foreign friends especially from countries that are not top tier countries that live here and ask them what their experiences were when they were getting visas and naturalizing and things like that. And you just might get an earful. And, um, if you are humble enough in education. And so I saw that their passports were spoiled because when you put rejected in a passport, the passport immediately becomes spoiled. You cannot use it for anything else. All other nations that you try to go to will look at that rejected and be like, are you a criminal or something? So the book was spoiled. And in some cases they were turned back, meaning that they were not allowed to enter the country. And I do not know if people had money to continue their journey somewhere else. And so it was difficult. And you have to understand, because I'm going into another part of the prophecy, this is what happens when you flee on a dime. So there are people that are already leaking out of the country now. People are getting second passports, second citizenships. They're they're making investments in countries that say, oh, if you invest $100,000, uh, we'll give you citizenship or we'll give you permanent residency. So Americans with money are already finding their exit routes out of the country. Rich foreigners are doing the same. They're pulling their wealth out of the country steadily and going and reinvesting somewhere else because anyone with their eyes open in some cases, you don't even need prophecy to see that America is becoming rapidly a very risky investment just to live here. But patriotism has most people blind. And so that's why the Lord has me here that hopefully some will hear. I'm not telling you to go and pack up and run away because I know how people are so reactive. People do not take the time to pray. People, you're Christian and you do not honor God. You honor God last. You honor God after asking Bill and Janice, oh, you guys are moving to Portugal. What's it like? Um, because my husband and I want to leave. And and then just because Bill and Janice are going to Portugal, maybe Portugal, maybe they've done like two years of research. You don't have a clue if God is going to keep you safe in Oregon where you are, or if, if God wants you to go to Portugal too, or if God says, no, it's Mexico for you, you don't know and you are not taking the time to seek God on your knees with reverence and with trust. And so you don't know and you're just like a spinning top trying to make impossible life decisions in the wind, just by, well, my friend said they're doing this. And he says, well, my, my buddy says he's doing this. And there's no solidity in the home 
and yet you have children or maybe you have family members and these are life-changing decisions and you do not have the candle flame of Jesus Christ, respect for him. You may be born again, but you do not have the necessary level of reverence for God that you tell yourself, I must quiet everything that's going on in here. It is my job to obey the scriptures. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. But we're like, well, you know, you're taking a long time to get back to me here. So I'm just going to book something and fly there. And let's go into the next part of the prophecy. This part is called to people who fled civil war. And God had a word that is for people from war-torn countries. But the country he used is Liberia. And the word was simply this. He said, Liberia, you know war. Many nationalities who are like you know war. You know what it's like. Many of you ran away from it to save your lives. And that's how you came to America. But what you ran from is coming here. What you didn't see at home, what you never saw with your eyes in your own country because you ran from that war, you will see it now. And here it will be worse than anything you saw in your country. You thought you came here to settle. You fled the frying pan into the fire. What is here will be worse than anything you ever saw in your own country. At my word, at my signal, many of you will return to your own places and that is how you will save your lives. Many from Liberia and countries like that will go back. You will not remain in this nation I will send you a signal. You will go back. And so um, this country had an extremely brutal and devastating uh, civil war. This is, we're talking about dismemberment of limbs. We're talking about putting to death of all ages. We're talking about a massive displacement of population, 250,000 plus People lost their lives in what was a 15 plus year civil war. And for America, the Lord has said that the civil war will be a minimum of three years, minimum, which means depending on the wickedness and depending also on the spiritual madness that always joins itself in when men begin to shed blood, it could go longer. And then the Lord was saying to us on this call that a prophet is a signal, that a prophet is a signpost. It says, with the time that the prophet is doing the work, it will feel to them that they're working among thorns and nettles and sticks and stones. It says, while doing the work, they are often in torment. They are tormented in their body, their mind, and their soul by the weight of what God is laying upon them. But he says, when the time comes for fulfillment, that means when the words are finally being fulfilled, these people finally find their rest. They finally find their ease. They have finished the work. And now it is those who were watching them without understanding that will go through the weight of bearing the prophecy. But he said, my servants will be at peace. And the example that God is always giving me, because this per personally, privately, this is not the first time that he would say this. This is just the first time I'm saying it in front of everyone. The example that he's always bringing to mind is Jeremiah. Jeremiah prophesied for almost 40 years. He was one of the most cursed men in the Bible, hated. The man despaired of life. Even his brothers and his family members hated him. And Jeremiah often told God that his life had no meaning. 
I have never gotten to that point, but um, what happened is that when Jeremiah's prophecy is finally fulfilled, when the, the Babylonians finally came, when they surrounded the city, when there was a siege, when God changed the prophecy and started telling them the prophecy was no longer the Babylonians will come. The prophecy was now God said to surrender to these people and they will show us mercy. Then they cursed him even more. But one day the Babylonians, because they were by far the superior fighting power in terms of men, infrastructure, everything else, resources, and just, they had this infuriating ability to wait out a siege. They would basically just sit outside the city and wait for years until you starved yourself to death and came outside. When they finally broke in, they were merciless. They put a lot of people to death and they captured every single able-bodied person. And the way they marched those people to Babylon was naked because they were so angry that they had to sit outside for years in a siege. And so they stripped everybody and they walked into captivity naked, but nobody stripped Jeremiah. Jeremiah kept his clothes. And one of the chief generals of the Babylonian army even said to him, oh, Jeremiah, we know about you. As we were sitting out there, we're probably going through the ancient scrolls and picking up all the gossip from inside the city. And we know that you have been prophesying the word of the Lord and we're not going to touch you. You're actually free to do anything you want to do, settle in any part of the land you want. We're not taking you into captivity. And so that is what God means when he says, before the fulfillment, the torment is always, and the weight and the pressure is with the messenger, but after it transfers into those who are listening to the message with no understanding. The next part of this prophecy, it will definitely be touched on in many upcoming prophecies. This is talking about the beast system. I have been speaking about this for years. There's many dreams dotted here and there on the channel. And God spoke about the coming of AI. There is at least 25 good minutes, tough minutes, but good. If you want to know the truth of what AI is going to do when the beast system comes into power. And so I will work on making that available soon. The Lord said the beast system is a world that is based solely on technology, everything automated, everything AI, everything about convenience and instant gratification. But the Lord was warning and said, this will make the population, world population, also this population, extremely sinful. God said that people become sinful when everything is easily accessible. So when everything is easily at your fingertips, when you can get everything online, when you can talk to Siri, Alexa, and all their various cousins to look up stuff for you, then you stop actively thinking and you begin to cede your power to the beast. That is literally what that verse means in a way that all your power as an individual human being to think, to reason, to filter information, to actually, we grow and we mature as we search for our own food and we build ourselves up. We grow and we mature when we wrestle with problems and we eventually work them out. All of this is unique to the human experience. But when AI comes, AI will just do everything for you, suggest everything for you, search everything for you, make sure that everything comes and delivered to the door. And God said, in a world with no waiting time and no inconveniences where you can snap your fingers and get what you want, it creates an exceedingly sinful type of people because they're not patient, they're not kind, they're not compassionate, they become arrogant. They also feel that there's no need to pray to the Father. 
because you don't need to learn to trust God in a world where small God, small G, will deliver everything and quickly provide for you. God said that the beast will eliminate all limitations and rules. The coming new world order is a society without rules. Please understand that one of the scriptures of that times says that it is a time where the mystery of iniquity will be at work. Another one says that this is the time of lawlessness. So this is not lawlessness just where people are running around and committing murder and stuff like that. No. In fact, that society, as I've seen it, it's highly organized and it has some kind of crack police force that will be there. This is a society of lawlessness in that nothing is off limits. You're 85 years old and you want to marry a five-year-old, guess what? They're going to break down these child protection laws. They're going to lower the age of consent until you can actually propose to a five-year-old when you're 85 and, and marry that child and sleep with that child. And no one is going to call it taboo. No one is going to call it a destruction of so social mores. Nothing will be condemned. Nothing will be off limits. You'll be able to do whatever you want as long as you have the money for it, as long as you have the desire for it, or as long as you have the palate for it, and as long as there's a supplier out there who can deliver, anything goes. Society and acceptable codes that we have all decided to live by, rules, will be broken down, eroded over time banned openly and then done away with altogether. And they will now, you know where the rules are going to be? The harsh penalties if you break the no rules. So if they do away with marriage and they do away with monogamy and then you're out there like a renegade, a he and a she that actually want to marry in other each other instead of a he and a he or a she and a she, a man and a woman that actually want to get married before they lie down in bed and they catch you, that's where the harsh penalties are going to be. Harsh penalties are going to be levied for doing anything that looks like God, sounds like God, and follows God's laws. God's laws are all going to be broken down, and the kingdom of the beast is going to be set up, an arrogant, lawless society. And um, God spoke about Russia briefly, so let me bring that in. The Lord said that Russia is very merciless in warfare. They are very merciless when it comes to warfare and they move in formation like ants doing their drills. Now, I saw that when civil war broke out in America, Vladimir Putin was so amused by this and he was laughing. And I've seen this several times. Every time God shows the prophecy, even from 2021, shows America fighting itself. I had a vision where I saw uh, China and Russia, President Xi and President Putin, and they were laughing so much. They were trying to toast each other, right? So they each had a glass. They were trying to clink and say cheers, but they were laughing so much that they actually couldn't get the toast done. The, uh, the Chinese president was actually laughing and, and leaning on the Russian pres president's shoulder. You know, when someone tells a joke and you're just falling on them, they were like that and they couldn't make the toast. And this is what I saw. I saw that Putin was highly amused watching this. And as this man was laughing, the Lord said, I punish the wicked with the wicked. Russia will be the punishment for America because Russia will be wicked to America for the full extent of America's own wickedness, her sins, and her continued defiance against the Lord. So the Lord was saying that when America becomes gripped in her civil war, in her turmoil, that's when Russia is going to finalize its moves to come against this country. 
And so this is something that I will just call um, flexibleness in prophecy. I'm not saying that prophecy could be either or. It's not been my experience that, that it is. But I noticed that many people feel that prophecy must be either or. So it's like, well, which one is it? Is America going to have a tsunami or is America going to have a war? Which one is it? Is it going to be we're going to have a civil war or Russia's going to come? And I'm, I'm looking at people saying these things. And then I look in the book of Revelation and there's locusts, fallen angels, the pit, the angel that has two legs, one leg in the sea, one leg. And then there's, there's um, taking the mark and then there's the evil sore and then the seas are boiling and all the animals are being taken away. And and there's a ton of things. The sun is going black. The moon is is hiding. The earth is in darkness. The stars, which are the fallen angels, are falling. I'm seeing all of this in one book, and I am able to have the understanding that basically when the book of Revelation kicks off, the only thing that may not happen is that all our teeth won't fall off in our lap like in those horrible movies. That's the only thing that may not happen, but every other conceivable, horrible, unbearable, painful thing, war, rumors of wars, false prophets, deception, the persecution of the church, martyrdom, people being put into jail. Some of you will be put into jail and suffer persecution 10 days for my sake. All this stuff is happening. And yet I am facing a church that's asking me, well, which, which one is it? Which one is it? When America has worn itself out, made itself so weak, when everything is broken down and the people are so tired of fighting themselves, Russia's going to march in here and just go, and the country will be ready to fall over. God said that you don't fight your enemy when he's strong and secure and having, um, and, and saying, oh, we've increased the budget from $66 fulfillion for military spending to $900 fulfillion for military spending. No, you come in when your enemy's defenses are down, when he's fainting. God says, that's the time to strike. And I saw Russia and America like two big wrestlers. I mean like two sumo wrestlers squaring off, fighting and slamming each other. But one wrestler failed very early. He was tired, he was worn out, and he easily succumbed early to the other wrestler. I saw two types of blood in America, blood that was cut out of this nation from a very brutal civil war. And then I saw more blood drawn at the point of a merciless attack by Russia in the end times. The last part of this prophecy is about Africa. God said that this push for the beast system to set up this world of no moral, this, this world of um, no acceptable societal codes, a world that is totally opposite. He says that this world greatly depends on interconnectivity and it, and it depends on the establishment of a hive, hive mind. And there's one place that God says is proving an obstacle to that, and that is Africa. In order for this beast system to truly become integrated around the world, seamless, so that when it goes live, it can go live everywhere the same. Uniformity is key in the beast system. That's why when you watch beast system movies, everybody's just wearing that horrible, depressing gray onesie. This same gray onesie. Africa will be modernized. God says that Africa will be built up. He says that they will extend. When you say they, we're talking about the developed world. God says Africa, 
the developed world will begin to extend a hand to you and that hand will be development but god says that you should be aware because that hand is intended to kill you says that development is to destroy you that development is to lure you into a false sense of security they want to automate the society and make it easily accessible easy to pull data so easy to spy easy to control easy to monitor easy to track they want to follow your footsteps across the web they want to know what kind of books you read so that they can begin to pigeonhole you and begin to categorize you in africa exactly the way that each and every single last one of us is pigeonholed they know this is a gun owner they know that this person talks a lot they know that this person drinks all the new world order kool-aid and this person is going to fit seamlessly into the beast system but this person is going to try and fight so we eliminate this one we keep that one they cannot pull that kind of raw data from Africa at the moment. And so he said that they will try to build up that continent and make it accessible because their plans are almost at tipping point and they do not want anything to destroy those plans. Africa, be careful. The hand of pro progress that will be extended to you in the future is a killing hand. And if you grant it access, it will seek to greatly reduce your population. God said that they're going to try and use things like germ warfare in Africa. So this is nothing but biological weapons. And then they will say, oh, there's been another outbreak of pink fly disease, but they made the pink fly disease right in the Western centers, in the labs, and then reduce it, re release it there to kill off more of the population of this continent and he said they will also try to bring automated segregational living on you this is a tiered society super wealthy mega wealthy okay wealthy not so wealthy you're not wealthy um you're getting by you're normal medium normal not so normal poor extra poor are you serious like that that's segregational living once they tier people like that it is easy to begin the process of elimination. It is easy to begin the process of denying resources from the bottom up. God says that the intention is to destroy the continent, but he will not allow it to prosper. Please always be in the habit of going back to the blog and reading these prophecies. These videos are long because I'm taking the time to cover the majority of the detail, but you can watch a video and walk away and in a short time you won't remember much of what i said but the people who make the investment of time and they've been reading these things over the months over the weeks those people are building up in themselves not only a library of understanding they are actually building up in themselves invaluable habits of knowing how to go and study with their bible in one hand and the prophecy in the other to build up a picture of understanding many people will see the things i do here and just think oh she's lucky and god is just speaking into her ear you have no idea of the years that god pushed me and trained me and i'm never going to get into it with anyone because that's not anyone's business each person is responsible for how they have invested their time in this kingdom the years of reading and you read and then he says read it again and read it again that's the reason now after all these years when i look at it i'm able to pull out of it what's important and leave the chaff not that anything in the bible is chaff but what i'm saying is that in these give me the word god 
urgent, in these very urgent times. You can't read and try to absorb everything. You're now reading for context. You're now reading for survival. You're now reading for understanding. And I can, and I can tell you that you need the Holy Spirit to be able to do these things. There's a time I'm writing prophecy and in the back of my mind, I am, I was wondering on that day, God, why are these people so stubborn? I'm not talking to the people who listen and absorb. I'm never talking to you. Many times you want me to talk to you. Well, what about us, um, Celestial? What about us? And the Bible says, Jesus said he, didn't, he came to seek and save the lost. You don't always need to worry about yourself. I'm worrying about the person next to you that's so arrogant and full of themselves, so full of wind, that if the Lord came now, he would pull you into his bosom and put that person into hell. Do you not have a care for the souls of even the hard-hearted that are shooting themselves in the foot because they're so full of zero plus zero? These are the people that concern me. And I was transcribing the prophecy and it was in my mind. And the Lord says to me, the meek shall inherit the earth. As part of his Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, who hasn't read it before? Rhetorical question. And he says, the meek shall inherit the earth, and here it what is what it means. The proud shall eliminate themselves. When the cutting blade is in the earth, everyone who wants to stand up like a tall tree, you're going to get axed in the neck or the chest. Something is going to be the cause that will take you out of this world faster than you should. But those who humble themselves, the Lord was telling me, those who lay right down low before the throne of the Most High and said, Lord, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. You know what abide means? It means to stay in place. It means to remain. Where have we heard the word remain? Those who are alive and remain, Apostle Paul speaking, talking about a time when the multitude have been taken away by the cutting blade, but there are a people who remain. The Lord was telling me the meek shall inherit the earth means that after all the proud have been taken away and people have basically canceled themselves out of the equation by the habits that they have in them now that they will not let go of because they need to be seen. And they need everybody to know that they are the great Bible guru. He said, well, Celestial, there will be plenty of earth for the meek to inherit because there'll be nobody here. This is the way God speaks. This is the actual way that God speaks. This is the actual person who has been teaching me to read this book to think about things and to munch them in my brain until finally, finally, the chaff comes off and the pearl of wisdom on the inside pops out. And I can say, that is it. That is what it means. Thank you so much, God. Where would I be if I was running around on the internet, leaving stuff in the comment section, asking, what do you think this means? What do you think this means? The whole book is given to me as a gift. Who, who do I need to be asking? All I need is enough free time. Here I am sitting here, it's 3 a.m. in the morning, 3 a.m. And I still have to process this and upload it. Who do I need to be asking? When I have the book, I have electricity. I have a little free time to invest in my own learning. 
what who do i need to be asking anything when i have the gift i can i can read these mercies these privileges have been given to so many of us and we don't know how to line them up for our own safety this is the prophetic word the name of this prophecy is called two more good years and the central theme in all this is that kamala harris is coming to power and life is going to change irrevocably for the united states after that Prophecy received October 5, 2022. Thank you for being with me. God bless you. May God keep your households. May God keep you firm and planted in the root and the truth of the word of God. Until I see you again, goodbye.